Man, we're rolling. So we're rolling. We are. We are rolling. First, I would like to issue a retraction of a previous podcast where we claimed the new project had a singer. Yeah, way to go, man. Yeah, I told you not to say it, but you did anyway. You did. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look like Todd Williams is going to be a part of this project after all. Yeah, good old Todd. Good. Love the guy. Great dude. But, you know, some people aren't cut out for band shit. It's yeah, so we have, we have a little noise. We have a little mic problem today. We tried to sort it out. Oh, there it goes. It's in and out. In and out. It's all good. You guys are just going to have to deal with it, I think. Try a little of this. A little, li- little of that? No. There it go. It's gone. Okay, sweet. It's a good thing we don't do this live because then people would be yelling at us. Rightfully so. Yeah, like a live stream. I mean, fuck you guys. It's like, this sounds like shit. So, yeah, man, the uh, musical project continues forward. We don't know what we're calling it yet. <clears throat> but, you know, I think the material's coming along I was really loud in my ears. Yeah, I gotta turn the mic down. I'm gonna turn the headphone down over here. That was unnecessary. <laughs> it was very necessary. I didn't mean to blow your eardrums out, though. You know? Sorry. At least it wasn't a, a fart. You're a good distance away. Look on the bright side, man. There's always a bright side. It was not a fart. Or, yeah. sh- or shart. <laughs> Even better. Even better. This is going on off the fucking rails. Yeah, we were talking about our awesome band. We're like two minutes in and we're already talking about sharts. You know? I don't want to call the band sharts. Think it's time to grow up? I don't know. What time is it? If I haven't by now, I'm probably not going to. Is the time ticking in your head? There's that damn noise again. We are pros here on the Rock Savages podcast. Oh, before we get officially started... I know we already have kind of officially started, but uh, Burn Blue Sky is playing. Y'all ready? Friday, August 17th at the Outpost Concert Club. I just want to let everybody know before we get really rolling. I know we already talked about charts, but there are more important things in this world. And one being rock and roll, our gigs, our band. Burn Blue Sky, Friday, August 17th at the Outpost with... Sweaty Mammoth and Bottle Conditioned. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Show nice. up. Tell a friend. Come on out. I'll post is my jam. It's our place, man. Joe, the owner, is a badass motherfucker. Even though he doesn't like the new Sword album. Yeah, he doesn't like the new Sword album. And if you don't, then, you know, you're a bad person. Right. You know, no judgment, no pressure. But that's just how we feel. And feelings are what matter most on this podcast. We're all about the feels. So yeah, man, our new band. It's coming along nicely, I think. I can't wait to share it with everyone. It's going to be great. Who knows when that's going to be. We know better than to ever. I can't say ever because we kind of just did prematurely announce Todd as our singer. Which, you know, I get it. Everyone's older and they got shit going on and blah blah It's just kind of the name of the game sometimes. Especially when dealing with singers, you know? Good lord. They have the easiest job. They don't lift heavy shit. 
They got a microphone at best. Sometimes they use other people's microphones, which is gross, by the way. It is gross. If you're a fucking musician and you sing, you need to really consider purchasing your own quality mic. Yeah. And taking it to the show with you. Don't, don't use the club mics, man, because it, every other fucker out there has been spitting in it. Yeah. Breathing on it. Got their DNA on it. And probably worse, you know? You don't know. Pass. Hard yeah. pass. Good thing I'm a drummer. I don't like using other people's drum sets either. You know, I'm a finicky little princess when it comes to my drum kit. But I think that's that can be equated the same to guitar players. Nobody wants to use other, somebody else's guitar and shit, you know, and rig if they don't have to. Use your own shit. Develop your own sound. I know a lot of people say that drums are, oh, they're all the same, and it's not, not the case. Every, every drum in a drum kit, it has its own voice. Every cymbal has its own voice. There's a, there's a feel to playing that drum kit, you know, especially the one that you're closely associated with. I mean, it's the same thing as guitars. It's just as finicky. So there. Ha-ha. Drummers unite. Let's get to the yard, boys and girls. Your fist in the air. I think this is what two podcasts in a in a row are pretty uh, close together, where it's been drum love. Drum First, love. Last time we had you and Brian Scott talking about goddamn fucking drums. talking about drums the whole time. We've had a couple of drummers on here, you know. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's one of the most ungloried positions, but it's so important. For some reason, it is. You know, drummers don't get. I Man, if you got a bad drummer, you don't have a good band. You can have an average drummer and still have a good band, though. Well, I mean, I disagree. I think even if it's the most simple parts and simple stuff, it's just, that stuff is hard to play. And it's hard to play with swing and groove and feel. You know, uh, you know, we'll take like ACDC, like Phil Rudd. As simple as, and as rudimentary as those parts were, it's how he played that shit. Like, nobody sounds like that guy. Even though it's basic. It's like... You know, you could equate that to like a lot of Tom Petty songs too. It's like real simple stuff. But if there's no swing in that simple stuff, then you're not getting the song's not gonna sound good. You know, you need that fucking, you need that beat, you mm. need that swing. At least that's my opinion. I mean, some music doesn't need swing or groove or any of that stuff, but I do. I know a lot of people do too. Well, I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence. <clears throat> that a drummer judges his the music that he likes based off the drummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, personally, me, I don't listen to the drums so much in songs anymore. I used to a lot when I was younger because I was. Still, yeah, but you can't help it. It's it's just kind of it's kind of automatic for me. I just know that the bands I listen to, the drummers got it under control. What I I listen more to guitars than anything else now. You know. Vocal arrangements, you know, if it's a good vocal arrangement. Lyrics, too. Jeez, it's just such an art when you got have, like, a good lyricist, you know. You have a fucking... You slurped in the mic, didn't you? I did. Son of a bitch. Guess it wasn't a fucking burp. Yeah. Well, that's uncalled for. It would have went unnoticed <laughs> had you not brought light to the situation. Burps are fine. Burps are fine. You slurping that shit. Slurping a well just... vodka drink. Yeah. 
Maybe. A, little, a little midday drink. You got any crunchy food? Why don't you crunch into my <laughs> crunch, crunch? I hate get some fucking pretzel sticks, dude. That is the fucking worst when somebody's on a podcast and they're eating in the mic. Like you son of a bitch. Like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has people that are doing it sometimes. Let me take a drink of my vodka now. I'm gonna show you what Paul just did. <sighs> Sorry, guys. I don't know if it was quite. Not as good. You, you may be embellishing. No, I think yours is way worse. No. <clears throat> I think yours is way worse. Well, everybody's entitled to their opinion, man. <laughs> this is not subjective, bro. My opinion is the truth. Yeah, you know, hey. I heard a rare thing yesterday. And I've already told you about this, but I was coming to uh, band practice. And I'm borrowing my girlfriend's car for, you know, whatever, but... She doesn't have, like, the Bluetooth isn't, you know, it's not set up really well on my phone. So, I listen, I've been listening to, like, mainstream radio. Like, should I even tell you the station? Why not? They deserve it. Sometimes they play good shit. It's usually on the weekends, but during the day and the during the week, they play a whole lot of garbage. Just corporate bullshit, you know, that's, like, assembled. It's not really banned sweating it out in the bars for years. You know, you can tell... A lot of these corporate labels, they put these bands together, they put all their shit on a grid, it sounds exactly the same, there's no personality, like I said before, there's no swing in the songs, there's no personality in the songs, they edit it up, chop it all up, you know, take all the nuance out of it, and it's just, all the shit sounds the same. Even in the rock realm, you know, a lot of that stuff that's doing well on the radio just sounds all similar and the same and sterile to me. But I turned it on anyway, because every now and again, they play some good older stuff, and, you know, I can I can get into it. But they, there, there was a, a song, and the, the DJ was talking about this band called Dorothy. And I'm like, my first reaction was like, oh, Dorothy. This is a band that sounds like some kind of emo band, you know, the same shit, the shit I just mentioned. That, you know, it's probably a, a real emo beta thing, you know, all chopped up. All edited up, you know, sounds all the same. Sterile guitar, sterile drums, you know, mediocre vocals and lyrics and all that bullshit. Well, actually, it was a really good song. And then I heard the first three or four chords of, of this, or, you know, three or four strums on the guitar. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in. And it's a female singer. And uh, she looks very young. They all look young. Probably mid-20s and uh, big voice. Never heard of them before. I guess they've been around for a few years. They've toured with, uh, what's her name? Hailstorm, that band, the another female-fronted band, which I'm not too familiar with. I've heard that uh, the singer and she's she can sing. I just I'm not familiar with her material. So they've opened for them, real bluesy kind of natural, real rootsy rock and roll. Good shit, man. Big voice. The song, songs for days. I've read a bunch or listened to a bunch of the songs and the lyrical content. The lyrics are written out very well. Thought-provoking. Uh, you know, it took me to a place that I haven't been to through listening to anything on the mainstream radio for quite some time. So It wasn't bad. Not bad. I'll give it not bad. And it's on mainstream radio, so, <clears throat> you know, I, I, hit, I hit up their uh, Instagram. I was like, man, you guys have a really good album. You sound amazing. And I actually heard you on the mainstream radio, so the program directors probably just got tired of sucking, right? I mean, that's my, uh, you know. Could be a... Uh, 
lots of things. I could have been in, I don't know. I'm always skeptical when I hear those, um, those types of lead-ins. What type of lead-in? Uh, I mean, the, that, because they were kind of talking shit about the band, but right before they played it, right? No, that was my thoughts. Oh. That was, that was my personal thoughts. You know, they were like, the next band's called Dorothy, and I was like, oh, cool. You know, it's probably some bullshit corporate rock or something, you know? And it's all guys, and they're called Dorothy. You know what I mean? Everyone knows. They probably have anchor tattoos and stuff. You know, flash tattoo. You know. But what I was what wrong. Bo's saying is he's very judgmental. Uh, anything having <laughs> to do with this corporate rock and roll? Yes, I am. I, I won't even call it rock and roll because it's not. It's a product, and they're just pumping it out. And, uh, you know, it's important to both me and you, and I think anybody that's listen, been listening to us, you know, they know our, the gist of it now. So, yeah, I am judgmental a little bit. And it's okay, man. We've been taking the high road. I'm kind of done with it. You know what I mean? I'll take the high road when they deserve to, when people deserve to, you know, be placed on the high road. I, you know, and I don't think this corporate rock and roll mentality deserves to be there. They're just jamming this shit down everyone's throat. I mean, maybe this is a sign. Or maybe they were just lucky and squeaked through the, the cracks of the, the gatekeepers of this uh, industry. But... I liked it. The song is called Flawless. It's good. And if these guys are actually writing their own stuff, then they're very talented. And I, it sounds like they are. It sounds pretty authentic. So we'll see where they go. I hope, and you know, I know you've shared your thoughts on like the female fronted thing and not a lot of it has grabbed your, you know, your attention and your imagination. But for me, you know, some of these bands do. It doesn't matter to me, really, just as long as it's good. And I think the songs are good. But I think what happens to a lot of female-fronted bands is that the industry rips them to pieces, you know? They they kind of, they let, they let, you know, it's like a band mentality at first. They sign the band, and they make a couple really good records. And then they, they focus, they hyper-focus on the female-fronted person, you know, the female lead singer and they take her and they sex her up and they put her in hooker clothes and they they just sex up the whole thing and the music then just becomes a backseat to marketing and uh one band i can use as an example is that of that when this this band uh dorothy kind of reminds me of grace potter and the nocturnals they did that thing to her where it was from what i'm reading on their wikipedia page it's pretty much her show Oh, it's just her thing? Yeah. She's writing it all? I don't know. She's doing all the writing. Um, she's work, been working with a producer, guitarist. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're a songwriting team. Yeah. They've been sense. around since 2013. 2014, they were announced on Rolling Stone as one of the top 50 best new artists of 2014. News to me, man. I just heard them now. You mean you let your uh, subscription to Rolling Stone expire? Yeah, like in 1998 or something. <laughs> yeah, back when they were still a good rock and roll magazine. I mean, I'm sure they still get, do good work, but they've gotten too political for me over the years. So that kind of ruins it all. But yeah, I mean, I hope these guys never sell the fuck out. Being on the radio doesn't mean you've sold out. If you're, if you're doing your own thing and you get successful doing it, that's not selling out. It's when 
Like, it's when a situation happens, like what I just talked about with Grey Spotter and Nocturnals. It's when it becomes all about the female and her sexuality and not about the songs anymore. So, they'll go a lot farther. That's all flash in the pan shit. They'll go a lot farther if she just sticks to her guns and, and does the thing she's doing now, which is writing good songs with this songwriting team she's got. It's fucking pretty cool. If they come to Cleveland soon, I'll go, I'll go check them out. I think people that are... Uh, write good music should be supported. You know? I agree. Uh, she reminded me of uh, the energy of like a Janis Joplin. A little bit. Kind of when I when I saw her. She doesn't look like her. No. But, uh, she looks... She looks good. You know? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's a pretty young girl. She's probably in her mid-20s, I'm guessing. Don't know. She's probably in her mid-20s, maybe late-20s. And she's in danger. She's in this business. And the industry, the, the whole entertainment industry is all about, you know, it's all sexed up. It's all sexualized. Everything's sexualized all the time. And it's fucking, it's just nonsense. It just fucks It's everybody. always been. It doesn't have to be, though. How many ugly motherfuckers become rock stars nowadays? Even 20 years ago. I wish they would, like that, you know. <laughs> Talking about Seal? <laughs> yeah, what about Seal? What about Mick Jagger, you know? He's not. He's well, that not. was a long time ago. <laughs> and he had, a, he had a swagger to him. Who's a, who's a modern-day ugly rock star? Modern ugly rock star? Fuck, I don't know. They're out there. They're out there, man. I don't know, though. Who the fuck would that be? I mean, Blues Pills, that band too, the same thing. But uh, so far, I mean, they've they've survived. They're doing their thing. They're keeping their sound. And yeah, there's a sexual element to that when, there, when there's a female-fronted band. It's about doing it with class, though. That's what these young girls are doing. Hopefully they keep that up, you know. There's nothing wrong with all that. It's just, you know... Limited a little bit, you know. Don't put it all out there. Everyone, I mean, that's it's it's all saturated with that kind of shit. It's just like yeah, up. but I remember in fucking 1992, Axl Rose coming out with a fucking underwear bait practically for that Paris tour, and you weren't going. This is too sexual. Don't sexualize him. With his, his biker shorts, <laughs> whatever. I didn't look at Axl like that, man. That's the point, though. You know, just let them do their fucking thing. I don't give a shit. I don't give The a Red Hot shit Chili Peppers did the fucking sock on a dick. Yeah? Is that just being silly, though? I don't know if it's... I'm sure they do, do were girl, trying to be attractive, do, too. I'm sure. putting socks on your dick? You think a lot of chicks were like, Those yeah! dudes weren't out of... I guarantee a lot of <laughs> chicks were... We'd have to ask a girl. Chicks. How dare you? I probably said it first, huh? Probably. Well, we're misogynists. We're? You got a fucking mouse in your pocket? Yeah, we are. <laughs> No, we're not. The Rock Savage Podcast is not a misogynist group. No, we're not. No, we're not. Hey, ladies, are we wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, maybe putting a sock on your fucking nether regions if you're a guy is a turn on for ladies. I don't know. They were not. Uh, they were young and shaped guys. It's not like they were, you know, fucking job of the huts. Like, what if they did it now? Like, whoa. I haven't seen them lately, so. Uh, they're probably rough, dude. They're probably rough. What if Axl Rose came out and just... <laughs> if 
came out in his biker shorts now. I just remember seeing those <laughs> pictures of him years ago when he was touring with the uh, old Guns N' Roses without Slash and Duff, and he was all overweight. <clears throat> it looked terrible. It looked terrible. Well, you went and saw him, right? No. Yeah, you saw Guns N' Roses. Nope. Like the new one, right? Yeah, the, the new one. The, the new old? Not without Slash and the, the Not Duff. This Lifetime Tour. Yeah. Which they're still doing. No, he's still... Axel got back in shape and looks relatively normal. Yeah. Or relatively back to the same way he looked before. Listen, they need to do a tour, 50 bucks. What ticket? General mission. For the fans. Why? The so, fans are going. Because I say so. The fans still went. Yeah, I'd probably sell it in like two seconds. I know, they still did go, suckers. No. <laughs> hey, I wanted to go. Ah, 300 bucks a ticket, though. How much was it? They went down. They went down, you know, after that. The way that it works, it kind of works like a fucking auction bidding site. Yeah. Ticketmaster now. Right. Like, they put these tickets on on there for a certain price and see if you'll pay it. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, they do. Yep. Well, it's demand. It's supply and demand. I get it. They're... They have that value in the market, and we can't we can't hate them on, on them for that. I mean, they got to be close to fucking billionaires by now. They got to be. For Guns and Roses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe not individually, but as an organization, for sure, it's got to be close. It's got to be close. I would think so. Axel Rose recently said that uh, they said he said a big maybe on uh, new Guns and Roses material, but man, they got to get Izzy in on that fold. You know what I mean? Ideally, I would think, yeah, but I think those guys could write a good album without Izzy still. I wonder if you guys hear the train in the background. Train kept it rolling. We hear it in the mic. There's a train outside. And cue the faulty cord. I'm not sure the cord is... I'm not sure they're going to hear that. I think it might be coming from this. Maybe. Who knows? But, uh... What would be funny is in the recording, you know, when you play the podcast they won't hear it and we'll be like what's that noise <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about well, well fuck it i'll go back and listen to it. we'll see but uh no nah, man i think they gotta have izzy man uh, ideally but i don't know if it's gonna happen i mean he wrote a lot of that shit on appetite for destruction and they keep ramming that down our throats it's like you guys have other albums man what about like user illusion and shit what are you guys gonna do with that how how can they make a deluxe edition of that though right it's like, damn. You can't. That was a double album. I think how many songs on it? Piece? 15 or something? Yeah. 15 on each album. It's like, was there anything left during those sessions? Yeah. Unless there's more art or some strange, you know, from the tour or from the studio that they could put in there, some pictures. But I, I mean, they put a book on. That, that, just leave that alone. Just remix it. You could remix you think? it. They could redo some remixes on it. Because yeah. Slash was talking about it in his book, and I think we've talked about this before on the podcast. In his book, he like had mixes of Usual Illusion 1 or 2 without all the synthesizers and shit. It was like real stripped down, just real raw. He's like, that's how it probably should have sounded. But they did a lot of a lot of, a lot of production on those albums. And I'd be interested in hearing those songs like really stripped down. I'd hear them, but I thought those two were fucking masterpieces. They are. They are. They are. I agree. I just listened to uh, Illusion 2. Like not too long ago, bought that shit on vinyl, but I never bought Usual Illusion One on vinyl for some reason. It's got one of my favorite song off that album, or Coma is one of the best songs they've written. They're gonna do a reboot of those. They will. 
Whatever they're going to do, but it'll happen. I mean, they were so huge. Those records are so big, too. But uh, I want to hear some new shit from them, man. I want to see what they got what they got in their, in their, under their, you know. I'm sure they could write well. I just don't know if I would like it as much. Hard to say. You know, uh, just because <clears throat> there was a, there was, those three albums are so different. Your appetite for destruction was just gritty and fucking angsty and raw. Yeah, it was very raw. But Wait. then you go to Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 and they're just bombastic. Right. Long songs. Long songs. Epic. Like fucking somewhere in between Appetite for Destruction and, you know, Pink Floyd almost yeah. some of the oh, stuff. Yeah. Big production. Well, I mean, I remember there were interviews on MTV with Axel when they were doing those records, like in the studio doing them. He's like, I'm so sick of Appetite for Destruction. I just want to bury that fucking record. And that's what we're going to do. And they did. They're like, well, we're doing something completely fucking different. And that's what that band was and hopefully still is, is dangerous. Do something different. I mean, especially if you have a debut album that sells like 20 million albums, like you have nothing to worry about anymore. I don't get all these bands that are so popular and so rich and still sell out stadiums. Like Pearl Jam's a prime example. It's like, and they haven't been writing, rel you know, anything, in my opinion, anything relevant in a long time. It's like, they used to get real experimental, like in, the, in their mid-career, you know, when they had something to lose. It's like, you guys can do whatever you want, man. And they don't. They just write these three-minute radio songs. And it's just like, I wouldn't even be into that. Like, when you have so much money, it's like, dude, stretch it out a little bit. Like, Dave Grohl just released, like, a one-man song. It's, like, 20 minutes long. I don't know if he's going to bill it as a Foo Fighters song or it's just going to be a Dave Grohl, like, solo track. But it's like, good for you, dude. I mean, do that stuff, too. Just don't do the thing that's just made you popular over and over and over again. I mean, what? That gets, that's going to get old after a while, you'd think, you know? The new Pearl Jam song is not good. I can't remember what it's even called. But it was just like, this is generic as fuck, man. My, one of my favorite albums they ever did was uh, it's called No Code back in 96. And it was very experimental, hard to listen to. Heavy song, quiet song. Heavy song, quiet song. That's how they would sequence it. And they did that because they wanted to make it hard to listen to. It's like, take a risk every now and again. Especially if you're so big and famous and rich. It's like, or just stay home, please. <laughs> you know, shit. Yeah, I kind of lost interest in those guys. Yep, me too. I like their 90s shit. I'm done with them. Yeah, blah. No thanks. You know, fuck it. What else is going on? You know, life. Life. Yep, working on uh, building that garage. Turns out now I have to uh, set a hearing and go my case in front of the board to build a garage on your own property to build a garage folks. on my property Land and uh, they got to uh, send letters to all my neighbors in case any of them object what if they do you go over there and burn their garage down then I have to then so you can object when they re rebuild that's fair yeah it is it's strange it's very strange what is the reasoning behind that 
Well, we're zoned for industry. So, I don't know what that, why that makes a difference. We're going to use this garage for podcasting in practice time to make the world a better place. And now we can't. So what we need everybody to do is to come out and protest with us. Where are we going to protest? Dude, town hall? Town hall. I'm down. Pitchforks? Torches? The whole nine? Molotov cocktails. Whoa. Taking it to the next level. Well. I guess we won't do that. If friendly discourse does not work. <laughs> then you're not going to get a garage. And that's probably what's really going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, fuck. Life's a bitch, man. Yeah. Why can't you just build a garage? Call it a day. Well, sometimes it is easier to just, you know, do it and ask for forgiveness and then have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, I would just do it. Allegedly. Well. I'm not I'm not saying break the law. But let's paint a hypothetical. Say our neighbor, we'll call him Jerry, wanted to build a garage on his property and the county wouldn't let him do it. And then you just do it anyway. See what happens. Life is an adventure. You know? Fuck it. On that note. On that note. A lot of good rock and roll coming coming out in the next uh, two months. I'm just going to pump these records right away because they're good. And, well, from what I've heard anyway, the songs are good. Uh, the new Alice in Chains, So Far Under. That song rocks. It's coming out. Uh, I think next month, September. The album's called Rainy or Fog. And I know how you feel about the new Alice in Chains, but the riffs are there, man. It's nasty, dirty shit. Good stuff. And You're that, all about being their fucking PR guy. I will. I will do that. And hopefully they're on our podcast someday. I'm not doing this unless they're strings attached, guys. One can hope. And then uh, there's a bunch. The new clutch is next month. Book of Bad Decisions, that's sounding very promising. Can always count on those guys for good rock and roll. The Magpie Salute, August 10th, High Water 1, comes out. I've heard several songs off that. It is not going to disappoint any Black Crows fan. They're coming to the Kent stage September 6th in Kent, Ohio. I'll be there, everybody. If you like the Black Crows, come on out to this one. And nobody's asking us to do this shit. We're just pumping some good rock and roll. And uh, what else? Who else? Ozzy Osbourne. We're going to the Ozzy Osbourne show. The yeah, last we'll, show ever, they tell us. Uh, Again. We'll do a van cast. Let's do a van cast. Yeah, that's a great idea. With the ladies? Get the girls? Sure. Get the girls on the mic? Sure, it'll be... Get a couple drinks to my wife. She won't stop. Yammering. You know? I do know. Maybe we'll do that. We'll see how it goes. I say we do it. The last Ozzy... Well, I don't believe the man. No. Because this is the No More Tours Part 2. The first No More Tours tour was pre-Ozfest? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it was No More Tears, wasn't it? No More Tours Tour, yeah. Wasn't it on that that year? I don't it was, know. It was we'd, like... have to, we'd have to look that up. But I'm saying it was pre-Ozfest, though. I could be wrong about that. That would be, what, 97, 96? But I've seen Ozzy several times. This will be the first time I get to see him with Zach Wilde playing guitar. 
Probably you too, right? No. I've seen him with Zach once. When? I mean, he quit him in like the mid-90s. I've never seen him with Zach. Saw the all original Black Sabbath a couple times. That was amazing. He was doing double sets at the first Ozfest, if I'm not mistaken. He did a he did a solo set and then he came out and did a Black Sabbath set. That was nineteen ninety two, the first one. Ninety two, so you're correct. That was the No More Tears tour. He was retiring back then. Mm-hmm. Twenty five years ago, twenty six years ago. That's crazy, dude. Here he is, almost 70 years old, maybe 70. I don't know how old he is. He's around there, though. He's around there. Doing it again. He's never going to retire. This is all bullshit, folks. Ozzy's never going to die, number one. I'm not sure he's alive. He's probably a fucking alien or or some kind of, you know, AI. I'm down with that, man. Whatever. It'll probably be good. I hope so. So that's it for us right now, I guess, huh? Do it up. Close up. We'll be back soon, man. We might get some interviews soon. We'll let you know as that comes along. And uh, until then, peace. Peace out.
sunshine.